There are two kinds of people in this world. The people who fail to do what they know they should, and those who keep doing things they know they shouldn't. Guess what? You're both. Hi, I'm your host, life and business coach, Marcy Barker, aka your loving kick in the pants. In this podcast, I'll teach you the six steps of my accountability code that will help you wake up with clarity and show up with aligned action steps that make follow through easy and peaceful. All right, let's jump in. Hello, my beautiful people. I am so excited to record a podcast today because I have been doing a really great job of prepping them ahead of time. And it's actually been a while since I sat down and recorded a podcast. And this one is really awesome because I made a post in my Facebook group asking people what their best business advice is. So we're going to dive into that today, but I want to invite you take a deep breath and relax because anytime that you're taking in a lot of information or a lot of advice, it's really helpful to just give yourself permission to keep what might work and then totally disregard what doesn't feel right to you. And I know that getting a lot of information, it can be easy to be like, I can't do all of this, or that's not the same for me, or they don't understand me. And I actually dealt with a lot of those feelings before I wrote my book, The Accountability Code. And when I was part of a big production, I had the opportunity to work with mentors who I would have never, ever had access to on my own. And One of the things that my mentor taught me was hand in the sand, and it's something that I teach my clients as well. So if you're walking along the beach and there's all this sand everywhere, which, you know, in business, that's kind of like there's business advice everywhere. There's courses, there's coaches, there's memes, there's motivational quotes, like it's everywhere, just like sand on the beach. And when you go out to go collect something to help you, you might pick up an entire handful of sand and you have it in a fist because you're clinging to something new, something that can help you. And when you open up your hand, it's inevitable. Sand is going to fall through your fingers. It's going to fall off the side. But after a lot of those things fall to the wayside, it's very clear that some of it has stayed in your hand. And Whatever is most important, after those things fall to the side, you close your hand back up and that those are the things that you're working with. And it makes it easier to follow through when you have given yourself permission to let the sand fall where it may and then just keep one or two things that resonate with you. So hand in the sand is what we're going to apply as we listen to these different pieces of business advice. I also want to let you know, because I posted this in my group, it's not specific to you, but it is also overly positive because that's just kind of the the vibe my group has on Facebook is everybody is there to help support and lift each other up. And once in a while we get a post with somebody's opinion and it gets a lot of engagement because people want to just say stuff. But this post had tons and tons of comments and I normally go through every single post in that group and engage with it. But this one I did not. I didn't even like the comments because I wanted to be somewhat surprised when I read through the comments too. So I'm just going to read through these. I'm going to give you some context or stories if I feel like going in depth will help you understand why I agree with these things or just provide insight if maybe I don't 100% agree with the things that people said. But let's dive in. The first one says, 
The best bit of advice is to never turn down any job. If you don't know how to do something, research the heck out of it and become an expert on the job. This one I agree with and I will add you can turn down clients. But when you're learning, I think you should take on every job to learn. And I learned this back in my fitness days when people would ask me questions about nutrition. I was not a nutrition expert by any means. I actually started an entire nutrition coaching business without ever being certified in nutrition, which is just insane. Um, It's 100% possible to help people with their lifestyle without being a complete expert. You just got to be one or two steps ahead of them and give them what they want. So I agree with this because I did a lot. People would ask me questions about nutrition and I didn't know the answer, but I knew exactly how to Google it and define what Google searches popped out as good results and which ones were like complete garbage selling you ads or spammy products or all of that. So yeah, definitely if there's something that you're like, somebody asks you if you can do it, decide if it's something that you can actually tackle, even if it takes some learning. Somebody else said, No matter what your business focus is, hone in on your communication and your leadership and automate something. And that is very vague, but I also agree with it. You have to know who you're talking to. You have to become an authority in your field and you definitely need to automate the the crap that you will do over and over again. Even as simple as a welcome message or an onboarding email, things like that. Because yeah, there are people I know who sell courses and they're adding people to a Google Doc, like a Google Drive, every single time somebody signs up. And I'm like, that is the biggest waste of time ever. Not to mention it puts a lot of gaps in the customer experience if they have to wait for somebody to manually take care of their account. Somebody said, find people that can mentor you. And somebody else said, fail fast. I wholeheartedly believe that as well fail fast I don't think I ever go into new challenges expecting to fail but when you do recognize that something didn't go right immediately use that as feedback and keep moving forward another comment friends and family will be the last to support you and I think that is 100% true I was talking to a a sibling yesterday talking about how when I first started my business years and years ago I was so good at coaching and my program was automated and part of that automation process was collecting reviews and testimonials after the program I collected a lot of reviews really fast and some of my family they accused me of having fake reviews (laughs) and I was like what you think that I just like made up all of these things and like made up numbers about somebody's body fat numbers like that is just bizarre so I can 100% testify friends and family will be the last to support you in certain ways. However, when you start to gain traction and authority and credibility, you'll be surprised at how many family and friends do come out to support you because they've been watching you for a long time. Another comment. In the early years, we, my husband and I, ran out of money and funding four separate times. I'd get on my knees and pray for guidance and a job big enough to keep us afloat. Sure enough, by the next morning, all four times we would receive a $5,000 flood claim. We own a flood damage company. Um, I 100% believe in this ability to manifest and to ask for something specific and to receive it. So I'm not an expert at that. I wish I had a ton of stories where I did that and that happened to me. (laughs) But I think that's definitely an area that I need to improve upon. But I do know the power of being specific in your ask and people fulfilling that thing for you. Um, Be patient. Find a mentor. Recognize your value. Yes, all of that is great. 
Another comment, celebrate failure and have the ability to pivot. Listen to your body and heart when making decisions. If something doesn't feel right, don't dismiss it right away or just push through. Get curious and then make a decision from an embodied state. I love that. I especially love that having written the accountability code because the accountability code has the power to take you through that process of recognizing if an idea or a path is right for you. And that's probably one of my favorite parts about what it's done for me personally is I am way more decisive on if something fits into my plan or not. Even like I just used to entertain people in DMs when they're like, are you open to an opportunity? And sometimes I would consider it because I had a large audience that I knew was very trusting of me and I went down way too many roads um, (laughs) being curious and now I'm like no I know what that looks like for me if something fits into the plan or doesn't so if you are somebody who feels like you kind of make a lot of mistakes or you waste a lot of time doing things that somebody sold you then I highly recommend you take that piece of advice Uh, listen to your body and your heart and if you guys don't have my audiobook yet we do talk about that and I'm pretty sure I have a couple previous podcast episodes about tuning in and listening to your gut too and highly recommend figuring out what your personal process is for that because you can make some pretty big mistakes if you don't listen to your intuition. Your success will look wildly different than others. Determine what success means to you and build your goals around that. I cannot stress the importance of that enough. I think I talked about this as well in another previous podcast episode about you look at people and they look really successful. I talked about my friend who got this really great opportunity to grow a fitness business and the people who were so good with ads just took advantage of her. She wasn't making any money but on the outside she looked extremely successful and the company was but she was not. So don't compare what you think other people are doing because you don't know their books, you don't know their bottom line, you don't know their work-life balance, you don't know anything about them. And in my book, I talk about this in a story called Comparison is Not the Thief of Joy. And if you're like, did you say that wrong? No, that's exactly what I meant. Comparison is not the thief of joy. And we talk about comparing yourself to people that you don't even have access to. Like that is the biggest waste of time (laughs) you could spend your time doing is believing that you need to be like somebody else when you have only like a 5% picture of what that person's doing. So more comments. Never give up. Keep posting because people are always watching. Yes, yes, yes. I went and taught a class to a group of women and I was talking about my programs and taught them more about their bodies and all this stuff. And I like to sit down individually with each woman who I have in the class and somebody she sat down and she was getting really emotional and she's like, I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to get started. And you have been on my vision board for two years, three years, four, whatever it was. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I wish I would have known her so that I could interact with her and help her, but she just wasn't ready. But people are watching. So keep posting because people are watching. I even have somebody who keeps popping up in my feed and I've snoozed her like three times and I'm like, why have I not unfriended her yet or unfollowed her permanently? And, um, people are still watching. There's still a reason why I'm still, you know, somewhat drawn into that person. But another comment, always be transparent. Even if that means you admit when you mess up or are wrong, they always want honesty. Yes, yes, yes. I love this one. I have also learned 
that there is a difference between being honest and transparent. And let me explain for just a second. Being honest means telling the truth. Being transparent means letting everybody see everything. And, you know, those aren't the exact definitions. But I have learned that me talking and sharing every single detail of my life is probably over the top, something I don't need to do. I can still be an honest person without telling every single person every single detail of what I'm doing or what my life is focused on right now. So I joke with people. Actually, last week we had a big award celebration and (laughs) I was talking to a room of 100 people and I was like, do you guys want to know a secret? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, that pause was way too long. I don't think I trust this room. And they were like, tell us. And I said, I'm going to pay attention to my gut and I'm not going to say it right now. And I know that's the most annoying thing. I know that is so annoying. I didn't plan it or anything. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to share it. And they were like, share it. And I was like, no. And I am still 100% honest in what I'm doing. But that transparency is not for the whole entire group. So I just thought that was really funny. And a lot of people, <laughs> they they had their ideas on what my secret was and all of them were wrong. And so it's just kind of funny that what you're feeling inside gets to be right for you. And you can be honest about how you show up and how that thing is impacting you. It doesn't mean you have to tell the whole world or try to explain yourself to everybody. So when you mess up or are wrong and you make a mistake, you can definitely be honest about it, but you don't have to explain yourself to everybody. So I actually got in real big trouble for being too transparent about a situation. So I've learned my lesson. So figure out what that means to you. Next comment, get your systems in place early and don't let a client tell you how to run your business. I love this one. This one can be difficult if you are new or you just don't have any business education. A lot of people start a business, including me, without really even know what they're doing. Like I started years ago in 2015 and my husband and I both were business minded, but obviously very inexperienced eight years ago. And it can be very challenging when everybody's telling you what to do because most people who tell you what to do, they're not in your shoes. They have no skin in the game. So it's very easy for them to say, you should do this. You should do that. So I would take a second and set your boundaries of who you're going to listen to when they tell you how to run your business because that makes a big difference. Hey listeners, the message of waking up and showing up is yours for the taking. In fact, it's free. I've recorded my entire audiobook and I'd love for you to consume it between episodes. Head to marcybarker.com to get instant access to the accountability code wake up and show up. All right, let's jump back in. Next comment, as tempting as it is, don't wear all the hats. It's the fastest way to burn out. Asking for help or hiring an expert in a certain area can allow you to focus on moving the business forward and growing. I love this one too. I feel like I do enjoy wearing all the hats on the outside, but I'm constantly looking for people to help me. Actually, that's not true. I have a bookkeeper. (laughs) She is amazing. And I do have all four of my daughters who are my employees that I'm learning to, to teach them how to wear certain hats. So definitely recognize like 
I remember my husband was like, you can't make anybody do Facebook ads for you. You have to learn them. You have to know every piece of your business. And I was like, that is so stupid. I hate the numbers of ads. I hate the analytics. I hate trying to figure it out. Anyway, so guess what, guys? I don't do ads. (laughs) And I have outsourced ads a few times. And so, yeah, definitely don't wear the hats because the fastest way to burn out is doing something you hate and you don't enjoy. Another comment. Also, be very careful to minimize overhead costs. Start small and build your client base. I really like this one. And I remember who uh, posted that comment and she owns an office with a lot of employees. And so I can see how that one would make a lot of sense from somebody who has grown a business. And she's been in business for a really long time. So if you are in the brick and mortar space, definitely start small and build your client base. That That's a good piece of advice. Another comment, self-development is huge. Learn about yourself, heal your baggage, know your why, and make sure it's big enough, not based on someone else, and in alignment with your values. I love this. You guys, my business did not scale until I figured myself out, until I figured out what I wanted to do. And the reason why I switched from fitness is because it did not light me up and I didn't truly enjoy it. And then I was like, oh, it's all about accountability. That lights me up big time. So if you feel like you just haven't quite figured out a business that's successful for you, definitely take this advice and heal your baggage. Figure out what makes you get up in the morning and figure out what you want to be known for. Like if you died tomorrow, what would you want people to say? Oh, she posted funny memes on Facebook. Like, no, guys, <laughs> that could be a very small percentage of what you do. But people need to know what you stand for and what you do and what your mission is. Another person said, I'd say know your worth and believe it. So many people underprice their products and services to try and get business or compete with others prices. And it ends up being a quick race to the bottom. Another comment says, keep going even when business is slow. It will pick up when you least expect it. Um, I agree with keep going even when it's slow. Do I agree with it will pick up when you least expect it? I don't think so. I don't believe in that. I think that it will pick up when you make it pick up. (laughs) Like, I am not sure what kind of activities would surge a great pickup in your business if you're not expecting it. But Let me know if that has been your case, but I'm all about let's make it happen. Let's go get the results that we want, and you definitely need to expect results. My advice, learn to say no. You don't have to take on every person that wants you to work with them. Some are just not a good fit, and that's okay. I also have my mantra, just because you can doesn't mean you should, meaning you can say no to projects you don't like or want and clients that aren't much good for your business. I agree with that. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. That is kind of like the statement that sums up hand in the sand. Like you could go and do all of the things. There's a million ways to make a million dollars, but that doesn't mean you should do it. Like you really should just get focused and see what's right for you and then let the rest of the crap go. Don't be afraid to fail. I read somewhere that failing recalibrates our brain and resets the ability to solve problems. So failure is a good thing. I don't know if I 100% agree with the the brain statement, but I do believe that failure makes us aware of our weaknesses and makes us 
aware of what we need to change. So, but I would not go out and be like, let's fail today. Let's make our brain smarter. (laughs) Someone said, I have been in direct sales for 23 years in the last 12 with the same company. I would say you don't need anyone to guide you to be successful. Eh, I'm not sure about that. In the direct sales world, I hear all the time, my business didn't work because my upline didn't reach out enough. That's crazy to me. You are responsible for your success. Yes, everyone loves a cheerleader in their corner, but the cheerleader isn't responsible for your success. So yes, there are some things I agree with here, but it is very uncommon for the most successful people to do it all on their own and to never ask for help or to never learn from people or to never have a mentor. So do you need people to guide you to be successful? I think yes. Do you need people to care about your business more than you? No, I think that's going to be impossible. Like you have to care more than anybody else. And the word cheerleader is funny to me because I have been described by many of my clients as their best cheerleader. So I think there is so much power in surrounding yourself by the right people. But you would be doing yourself a disservice if you let those cheerleaders believe in you more than you believe in yourself. Next comment, three years in business, I would say don't be afraid to refer out for a client that is not ideal. Yes, this took me a really long time to learn because I had a scarcity mindset that I tried to be the thing for everybody and then I was like, I don't want to give this other person business because this person came to me because I'm working harder. But learning how to outsource and doing a lot of mindset work to be an abundance mindset as much as possible, yes. Give people clients all day long because... Wouldn't that be so awesome if somebody gave you a client just because it's not the right fit for you? Like, I think that's a really important one. Don't be afraid to refer out. That's actually how you build a really solid trusting network of people is you share and you don't have a scarcity in the amount of business because there is business for every single person. I got burned out when I ignored red flags for patients that were not a good fit at all. And now I have networked and sent them to people that fit better and it's so much better for business. Yes, love that. Next comment, it's okay to not be everyone's cup of tea. Yes, I have learned this, especially about myself (laughs) because I am not everyone's cup of tea. It's okay to not be able to please everyone. Yes, it's okay to turn away clientele that don't fit your niche or brand. Yes, agree. It's okay to refer people elsewhere to get the best of what they're looking for. Yes. Next comment. Being able to trade services amongst professionals is so fun. I mostly agree with this. I think trades are a very good way for people to collaborate and to provide value to each other. The The little part I don't agree with is that a lot of people do trades the wrong way. They're not clear in their communication. They don't specify what they want to get out of the trade. And a lot of times people trade before they've actually evaluated if it's right for them or not. So I think trading is really, really awesome. But I also think that it can bite you in the butt if you don't do it the right way. Don't look for your biggest support in your friends and family. Sometimes they're the least likely to support you in your business. Yes. Building clientele and network relationships will be your biggest steps in the right direction. I think that this is true. And having a network of solid relationships just makes business more enjoyable. When you feel like you have people you can run ideas past or you can meet up with them or you can 
work together, find ways to elevate each other. I think that is such a lifeline in growing business. All right, we are almost done. We have a few more. Surround yourself with people that build you up, have patience with you, and who are willing to share some knowledge and mentor you. Read books about abundance, mindset, powerful habits, and how to stay positive. Yes, I agree with that. Someone said, I owned a photography company and studio for seven years and owned my own wellness private practice and center for five. Just start. You don't have to know what you're doing. Just begin and learn as you go. If you wait until you're ready, you will never be ready. I agree with this. I love it. I think that some people do run into big mistakes being too ambitious with their goals. And actually, that's not even the right statement. You guys, the next (laughs) podcast that's coming next week is about being more ambitious. I think that you have to get over the fear, but you have to be smart about what you're doing. I don't think you should jump into something blindly, but jumping into something blindly is like the emotion you need to get going. So there's definitely a balance there. Someone said, do it afraid. I also am like, I don't think I agree with that. Like I would rather just do it prepared (laughs) instead of do it afraid. I know there's a lot of things I have planned to do and I've executed it. And then there are some times where I am afraid, but it's like things are already in motion. So there's not really any choice. Fake it till you make it. Everyone feels like a fraud when they first step into the field. You're not alone. So this one I partly agree with too. Um, The reason I agree with this partly is a lot of people do feel like a fraud. So that is a real thing. The other part I'm going to disagree with is that feeling like a fraud for me was so minute. And I understand that I can have a big ego and I understand that sometimes I'm overly confident, but I also feel like people who revisit imposter syndrome and feeling like a fraud, the more often you revisit that, you're bringing it back into your life. So I feel like feel it once and then move on. Like the biggest way to get over imposter syndrome is to collect data on your success. Confidence comes from past proof of success. So unless you're like deliberately leading people astray, you should not feel like a fraud. You should lean into what you're actually doing for people. My advice would be to learn the difference between a roadblock or obstacle to overcome and something that just isn't working because it's not a good idea. So I like that. I like that a lot. And also to not be afraid to seek help with the parts you aren't figuring out. I really do like this. I saw on social media, I don't know, a couple months ago that said some people think they're dealing with demons when in reality they're just dealing with the consequences of their past choices. And I'm like, oh dang, yeah, sometimes we are the problem. And I really think that's great advice learn how to recognize if this is a roadblock that I need to overcome or if I just straight up took the wrong path and I need to turn around. Love that. It's hard to keep work at work when your work is kind of everywhere. LOL. So keeping your boundaries and hours are important. Letting clients know when you are unavailable to communicate about appointments and such. That's been hard for me. Keeping family time, family time. I 100% agree with this too. If you set the expectation, it's going to be awesome when your clients can expect that from you. So I've told my clients for a very long time, you know, I don't do my accountability tracking quizzes on Sundays. And I tell my clients too, um, you keep your phone calls. If you booked a call with me and you miss it, it cannot be made up. And a lot of times too, this happened just this week with a couple of clients in my mastermind. I woke them up when I called for their appointment. And 
okay, that's all. <laughs> you guys are probably like, what? Um, but a couple of them, I was just like, hey, I am open if you want to meet tomorrow at this time or whatever. And it was easy to work out. And another client, I called her on the phone at the scheduled time and she answered. She seemed a little frazzled. And I said, let me pull up your commitment items. And as I pulled up my phone, I saw her message that she had sent me eight minutes prior that was like, I just had a flood. Somebody's coming over. I'm working it out. And she still answered the phone. And I was like, oh my gosh, you can totally attend to the leak in your house. And she said, can we call another time? And I said, hey, call me when you're done. And if I'm available, I'll answer. And if I'm not, then we will find another time to meet. So just be very open and upfront and your clients will know to know what to expect. So I'm all for that. Keeping the boundaries there is really, really important. Next comment. It is okay to hire help because you can't do it all. Totally. It's okay to fail. Just remember to fail forward. You miss a goal, just set a new date. Look back, evaluate what you need to pivot and continue dreaming and moving forward. Be authentic, invest in yourself. Yes. My best advice is you can't afford not to hire someone, even if it's super part-time or just by the project. Once you do this, you are able to work on your business while they work in it. I do love that. Um, I was just thinking about this the other day about how somebody's like, oh my gosh, I'm so desperate. I need to figure out this thing in my business, but I have zero money to invest towards it. And I'm like, is it really a problem then if you're not willing to invest anything towards it? Like I had a judgmental moment where I was like, this is probably not that important to you because if it was so important as you're describing, don't you think you'd figure out some way to pay somebody for the solution? I think that when it comes to paying money for services, you really have to evaluate what's worth it to you. And also be open to paying people for their services. I think in social media, it's very common for people to be like, who can trade or I don't have any money. And they're just, they're expecting a solution. And it's like, nah, you got to figure out what you're willing to put in so that you can get something out of it. Okay. Last comment. Hopefully it's a banger. My second tip is you must market yourself online, locally with people you meet everywhere. Don't try to sell them. Just let them know you exist and answer questions. They will remember you. Yes, I absolutely love that because people cannot buy from you if they don't know who you are. And so I am a big one about that advice. Let's sum up this podcast. The best advice is I'm going to piggyback off of that one is you have to just keep going. Like nothing will ever improve if you quit. And if you decide that things get too hard and you're just done, it's like, what is even the point? (laughs) You got to get to your reason and you just have to keep trying. You have to keep showing up. You have to keep adjusting. And I guess to be super annoying, you guys, you're listening to a podcast on accountability. Like you have so much power in your ability to grow a business. You are here listening for a reason. And I hope that by the end of listening to this podcast and every episode, you have the motivation to be like, I can do this. I'm going to receive that loving kick in the pants that Marcy is. And I'm going to pull up my big girl pants and I'm going to get some stuff done today. You have so much power and I don't ever want you to forget that. So take a deep breath again. And I want you to close your eyes and envision hand in the sand You pick it all up, you open up your hand, things fall to the side. What's in the middle? What's that one piece of advice that you're like, yes, that spoke to me. That's what I need to do today. I want you to close your hand, take it with you. And if you need help at all implementing that thing, I'm here for you. 
you can literally book a free call with me and we can talk about that one thing that you're like, I'm ready to do this. So I hope you have a fantastic day. This podcast was a little bit longer, but I absolutely love it because if I can do anything for you, it is to help you continue moving forward at a level and pace that's right for you. And the best way to do that is to increase your accountability one day at a time. So I'll see you next week. We're going to talk about how being too ambitious is kind of what you need to do. So stay prepped for that. Peace out. Hey friends, I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Your Loving Kick in the Pants. If you got any value out of this episode, I would love for you to drop me a review or share with a friend what you learned. All right, I'll see you next Wednesday for Your Loving Kick in the Pants.